like a mofiendo, hey. I'm gonna shake them all down on a Mardi Gras day. Chaka mofiendo, hey. Chaka mofiendo, hey. Chaka mofiendo, hey. I'm gonna drink much wine on a Mardi Gras day. Chaka mofiendo, hey. Oh, you better stop messing around. Oh, you better stop messing around. Cause the bot's gonna put you in a cold, cold ground. You better stop messing around. Oh, the Mississippi's deep and wide. Oh, the Mississippi's deep and wide. It was a sad, sad day when the fool jumped in. Chaka mofiendo, hey. You better leave my wife alone. Catch you, you'll be dead and gone. Chaka Mofino, hey. Oh, the monkey's got a pretty face. The monkey's got a pretty face. Just go look in a looking glass. The monkey's got a pretty face. Good evening. Odd Christmas here, WFMU, your codger. Normally there's a program on at this time called Shut Up Weirdo. Not tonight. Tonight's show is called Shut Up, Hippies. It's I dedicate it to all of my so-called colleagues here at WFMU. I'm the old codger, Courtney T. Edison, filling in here for, I think their names are Frangry and Michelle. They asked me to fill in because they wanted a quality replacement instead of some hippie programming the airwaves with stinky music. We just heard great music from Baby Dodds, the trio of Chacomo Fiendo Day, and Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra with Queer Notions. Yes, you old codger, here I am, sitting behind the console, Somebody's working it for me. I don't trust myself with this equipment. They don't trust me with it either. But I'm working. I'm working on Christmas. That's not like I have anything better to do than rant. Rant and play 78 RPM records like they're going out of style. I could do this at home. And I do. I rant and I play 78s like they're going out of style. Tonight I will do more of the latter than of the former. But be forewarned, as long as you are tuned in, there is no Christmas reprieve from my peevishness. I'm not a bank or the post office, 
my crankiness does not take a day off to celebrate with my family. There are plenty of things to get feisty about. And feisty is my middle name. Well, it was my mother's maiden name. It's not really my middle name, but it should be. And I'm peeved at my mother about that. My mother lived to the ripe age of 116. And she discovered the secret to longevity, which she passed on to me. And that secret is, I'm passing it along to you, that secret is, vent! Don't bottle it up. Let it out. All those nasty thoughts that circulate in your head, if you, you got to release them. Otherwise, pressure builds up and you could have an aneurysm or a, a, a brain tumor. My mother griped constantly. She grumbled in her sleep. And it kept her alive. While all her... <laughs> all her placid friends went to early graves. So don't blame me for being cantankerous. It runs in the family, and it keeps me alive. At any rate, it's my program, and I'll blather if I want to. We're going to get back to the music. Just want to pass along to you. No, not Christmas tidings. I could care less. I want to pass along to you a recommendation. I discovered a new cigar. It's a Corona Malodora. <laughs> it's very pungent. I'll be lighting one up right after this mic break so I can deodorize the studio. It smells like hippies. Some chaps like a game of tennis. Some like boating on the sea. Some are fond of cricket or a ball, they want to kick it, but there's only one sport that appeals to me. I love to hike, that's what I like. Hey, but it's a grand and healthy life. I tramp a mile, then sit a while. And bumblebee there in the grass comes and stings me on my elbow. Down comes the rain and I get wet through. I can't blow my nose because it's already blue. I catch a chill and feel so ill. Hey, <laughs> but it's a grand and healthy life. grand and healthy life while tramping back the night was black my girl tripped into a ditch I said you are a clumsy bounder she shouted help I thought I'd begin pulling around but she kept pulling me in the ditch was high we drank it dry <laughs> but it's a grand and healthy life I love to hike that's what I like but it's a grand and healthy life My girl and me Sat neath a tree A great big blackbird with its claws Came and tore off my girl's jumper When she got home She heard mother shout You haven't come home The same as when you went out She hung her head And blushing said <laughs> But it's a grand and healthy life
Avenue. Have you ever been to New York City? On the 125th and 8th Avenue. That's where the girls will make you do things that you swore you never would do. Yes, New York will make you do things, do things that nobody understands. New York will make you do things, do things that nobody understands. Make a man out of a woman and make a woman out of man. Where I'd been, 
I'd make you clam up a slippy elm tree. And if you slip, your hip would belong to me. Now you know a man was put on this earth to root. So take a tip from me and don't be no woman big fool. just want to remind you right now that uh, if you tuned in to hear Frangry and Michelle and Shut Up Weirdo, you're probably terribly disappointed unless you're one of those rare people who listens to WFMU and has good taste in music, in which case you're probably delighted, because that's all we're going to be playing for this hour. 70 RPM records like they're go, 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 going out of style. I'm the old Codger Cook to T. Edison filling in. Tonight's program is called Shut Up, Hippies. And we just heard from Duke Ellington and his orchestra, one of the great musicians of the 20th century. You remember the 20th century? Most of you are probably too young to remember the 20th century. I remember the 19th century vividly, as if I was there, because I was. Duke Ellington and his orchestra with Delta Serenade. Before that, Butterbeans and Susie would get yourself a monkey man, make him strut his stuff. Wynoni Harris with his all-stars did Big City Blues. Uh, Joe Venuti, great violinist. Eddie Lang, great guitarist. 
Uh, Wolf Wobber. What do you mean you can't understand? I'm not enunciating clearly enough with the Wolf Wobber. George Formby played It's a Grand and Healthy Life. So this is WFMU, believe it or not. (laughs) Yes. Playing good music for a change. It's a rare occasion, I know. I've been on the air many times, many times. And uh, I know you probably thought my previous rant was kind of severe. No, that was mild. I've been going through this mild period. I think it's because I'm not drinking enough. And it's affecting my mental health. I find myself feeling calm instead of righteously indignant. And that's not a normal state of mind for me. I'm not used to it. My biggest complaint about being sober is that it saps me of the fortitude to get furious. And that is my not-so-secret weapon, my fury. I remember the last time I cut back on drinking. It was scary. People began referring to me as Mr. Nice. (sighs) That's when I realized I'd overdone it with moderation. Yeah, yeah, it's possible to take moderation too far. It's like being a a radical centrist or something. I'm not one of those guys who sits on the fence about anything. Have you you ever tried sitting on a fence? That's murder if you've got hemorrhoids. And then you try to jump down and you rip your trousers. I'm not on the fence about Santa Claus. If he tries to come down my chimney, I'll shoot to kill. The last time somebody visited me in a Santa suit, after he left, all my Fats Waller 78s were missing. I didn't know they had Victrolas at the North Pole. Creepy fat man. The red suit's a giveaway. He's a commie. Taking 78s from me to redistribute to undeserving elves. Anyway, we're going to get back to the beautiful music now. Oh, I got something, a great 78 from an old buddy of mine, Bruce Fletcher on WFMU with the old codger. The Psychology of a New York Lady on How to Hold Your Man. Now, Miss Harlow says to hold your man, you must give him attention. You must be meek and sweet and put slippers on his feet. But I, for one, am here to say with every clean intention that I have a different plan and I never lost a man. So she said, you just keep an eye on his business. That's all a girl has to do. Tell him you know when the market is low and he will worship you. There'll come a day when you'll try something new. Help him to put the thing through, and you'll not find a man who won't give you all he can, if his business interests you. Now never sit at home and pout if he says the office keeps him out. You'll quickly learn what it's all about by watching his business. Don't be nasty and don't be mean when he says no. Don't make a scene. The reason you can quickly glean by watching his business. Don't ever make him feel that he is not as good as you. Don't ever smile sarcastically at something he can't do. Why, you'll hold your man forever, and it's better for you, too, if you take a human interest in his business. Now, by a human interest, ladies and gentlemen, I mean just this. Before you married your husband, you were perhaps too timid to really inquire into his business, but you were terribly interested, weren't you? And while he didn't want to say too much about it, he was proud of what he had and anxious to show you his stock and tell you about his seat on the exchange. On your honeymoon, or if you didn't sanctify your trade union and just moved into a duplex apartment, as so many of us have, you told him you were terribly eager to keep his business going, build it up, and make it really stand for something in your community. So, after all, a man's business is the thing that provides you with a well-filled larder. Don't peck and don't pull, don't squeeze, and don't back him up against the wall. When things go well, let him know you're as pleased as he. And if some ass seems more compatible, remember that your husband has a secretary, and she probably knows his true feeling even better than you do, and can put her finger on it the minute you turn him away. 
A man with a big business and a man with a small business are both trying to make the most of what they own. Share, ladies, give. Don't expect him to do everything. Put a hand on the tiller yourselves and push forward. Ladies, if you please, you'll have yachts and lovely things, motor cars and diamond rings. If you let him know his business interests you, Well, we're sorry to have to break in here, but uh, it's the bottom of the hour here at WFMU. Old codger on the radio. And it's time for a message from our sponsor, the sponsor of the Old Codger Radio Show. The Old Codger Program, which this is, is brought to you by Trucker's Companion, the preferred bourbon of long-distance haulers. In a recent nationwide survey, more professionals transporting interstate commerce said they preferred truckers to lemonade, soy milk, eggnog, or diet soda. They like the eye-opening, burning sensation truckers gives going down. It's smooth, like a freshly tarred interstate. It's satisfying like a roadside rest stop. And it's reliable, like a trusty big rig. Try a trucker's today. When you're driving down the pike, toss one down the pipe. Trucker's Companion, a division of Bob's Beverage Hut, Route 46, Clifton. Now back to the old Codger Radio program.
think you're wonderful, we do.
I never thought I'd ever feel this bad You flirted with the butcher and you flirted with the baker But now you're flirting with the undertaker Sweet mama, papa's getting mad music there from Tennessee Ernie Ford. It was a Hank Williams tune, Tennessee Border. And uh, this is your concert, by the way. I'm on WFMU. Program is called Shut Up Hippies. Sitting in tonight for Shut Up Weirdo. I never listened to that show anyway. They don't play any music, bad or good. Uh, before Tennessee Ernie Ford, we heard from Jimmy uh, Rebert and his Oklahoma Playboys with Papa's Getting Mad. 
Harry Reeser's Six Jumping Jacks, uh, lead vocal by a eunuch. Uh, we heard Sitting Around. Martha Tilton with the Benny Goodman Orchestra did Me, Myself, and I. Red Norvo with the great May Castell. The broken record. And Bruce Fletcher, good old friend of mine. Alas, he had no children. Bruce Fletcher would keep an eye on his business. Well, this is Gold Codger, WFMU, filling in, playing 70 RPM records, and, and uh, ruminating from time. I ruminate. It's okay if you don't mind if I ruminate, do you? I was discussing reincarnation with my friend, Rummy Delbarton. Yes, he's still my friend, despite all he's done against me. And uh, Rummy Delbarton believes in reincarnation. Now, I'm agnostic about reincarnation, but I'm apprehensive. What if I crushed a bug? I'm guilty of that, and yet I'm reincarnated as a bug who gets crushed. Well, that would be karmic retribution, right? Well, what about Hitler? What if Hitler were reincarnated as a cockroach and someone killed him under their boot heel? and he got reincarnated as another cockroach. His karmic destiny, Hitler's, that is, is to come back to life as one cockroach after another, till he is killed millions of times. And what if I killed him? Killed Hitler cockroach, how would I know? I could step on a roach, any roach, and say, I could, I, I just killed Hitler. I can't prove it, but you can't disprove it. What if Hitler was reincarnated as a mouse. And there was a Jew who died in a Nazi concentration camp and he was reincarnated as a cat who kills Hitler mouse. Yes, these are some of the ruminations. These are the thoughts that run through my mind on Christmas. I know what you're thinking. Yes, these are the thoughts. And you'll never know if I'm making it up. They are really running through my mind on Christmas. Well, I'm running out of 10 minutes. That's all I have left. Who's coming in after me? Crappy music. Oh, God. I'm running out of time to fill the airwaves on Christmas with good music. Here's a good song. It's not only a good song, it's a campaign team. Next year, there's going to be another clown circus. A presidential election. They're all a bunch of clowns. Well, here's a, the anthem of the greatest, the greatest presidential candidate in the history of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a gal who never wanted to mix into politics, but my country needs me now, cause it's in one awful fix. You men have been running the USA for years, you've had full sway. I think it's a crime and just about time that we women had our way. You men have ignored the women. You've always been unfair. What we need is a woman now in the presidential chair. I ran for president four years ago, but Mr. Truman got in. Like William Jennings Bryan, I keep on trying, and this time I'm going to win. My presidential boom is going to be big and strong. And from now on, you'll hear this campaign song. Sophie Tucker for president. Your candidate for 1952. On the day that I'm elected, all you gals have been neglected will be furnished with a lover tried and true. You just vote for Sophie Tucker for president, and I guarantee a better deal for you. You women who have husbands who just go to bed and snore, I'll pass a law, I'll make them be as amorous as of yore. Like Dr. Pepper, they'll be good at 10 and at 2 and at 4. You vote for Sophie Tucker for president, your candidate for 1952. And here is my platform. When I'm elected, I will see to it that we women get our rights. We'll not only have better days, but more enjoyable nights. We've been getting the old one, too, from all of you politicians, when what we want is greater affection and better loving conditions. We now have government controls and all kinds of merchandise. When I get in, we're going to begin to put controls on all you guys. We'll put a control on every old wolf who's cheating on his spouse, and we'll freeze what he's got to cheat with before he leaves the house. And when it comes to the forgotten man, I'll go one better than Mr. Truman. 
I'll put every forgotten man with some forgotten woman. And if they need information on that popular indoor sport, instead of the congressional record, I'll send them the Kinsey Report. For the betterment of our widows, you can't beat the Tucker plan. In every closet, a new mink coat, and every boudoir man. You may get a widow's pension now, maybe all right. But what good is a pension on a cold and rainy night? What you women need is a guy like Clark Gable to call on you every night at nine with a big, long, kosher salami and a bottle of Manischewitz wine. He'll take care of your welfare in a manner you'll adore. And you can call up your psychiatrist and tell him you don't need him anymore. That's why I say we've got to have a woman in the White House. Women are doing everything today. We have women doctors. Hooray for the women doctors! We have women lawyers! Hooray for the women lawyers! We have women plumbers! Hooray for the women plumbers! In fact, there's very little difference between a man and a woman! Hooray for that little difference! Stop your heckling, please. Here is the most important issue. When it comes to the policy of foreign affairs, may I modestly say, I've had a couple of foreign affairs and I handled them okay. I'll take care of those Russian diplomats who do nothing but stall or disagree. Because when I get through with those guys, they'll have no strength to veto me. There's a big difference between war and peace, one fact you can't ignore. No man yet has ever said, I've just had a darn good war. So vote for Sophie Tucker for president.
Hello, you're tuned into WFMU. It's the Champ Sound Radio Program. I'm your host, DJ Guy. Very special guest on this Christmas evening. We have the composer Alvin Lucier, as well as the cellist Chris Curtis in the studio. And they're not live in the studio. I'm going to be totally honest with you. This is a pre-taped interview. Mr. Lucier sat down to discuss his new work, Orpheus Variations, which he composed for Mr. Curtis. The work premiered, had the New York premiere last week, and it was great. You're now listening to the Stravinsky opera, Orpheus, the piece on which Mr. Lucier's new piece, Orpheus Variations, is based. Stay tuned for more Stravinsky, my interview with Mr. Lucier and the cellist Mr. Curtis, as well as an excerpt from a recording of Orpheus Variations, which I will play after the interview at the end of the show. Stay tuned and thanks for listening. the Stravinsky ballet there's a chord there's a sonority in that piece that has always stymied me it's always it's been so such a strange chord it comes um, after the beginning of the ballet where the string section ends and then winds come in seven seven wind instruments come in with this chord it's a very strange chord it's a comprised of B and F and one C natural. The funny thing about it is that I was teaching that piece in a course of mine when I taught a course on the myth of Orpheus. I came across a videotape of uh, Stravinsky's assistant, Robert... uh, Robert Robert... After Stravinsky had died, he took you into Stravinsky's studio. Here's Stravinsky's pencils. Here's Stravinsky's table and so forth. And he showed us Stravinsky's piano. It was out of tune, badly out of tune. And I thought, well, of course, Stravinsky has died. Of course, his piano's out of tune. But this man said, you know, Stravinsky didn't care if his piano was out of tune. I can't believe that. He was so meticulous in all his work. But he, he said, no, Stravinsky didn't really care. So I thought, if that were true, I can't believe it is true. But if it were true, maybe, you know, Stravinsky composed at the 
piano. Maybe it suggested to Stravinsky these strange sonorities that he wouldn't have uh, heard any other. He wouldn't have heard it theoretically. He, he would, although his polytonal works are very theoretically based, he it might have just suggested to him this uh, sort of strange sonority. So I made a piece just using that sonority. I don't know if I should say that because I think if Stravinsky